So really looking at it on a case-by-case basis, there's not, in my opinion, a one tech fits all strategy. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to another fun episode and series, I might say, because this is Tuesday Takeover. And it has been fantastic just to see so many incredible people do it. And this series is, is run by none other than Megan French, who is a load, uh, who, who is a, who's a founder. And I was just going to say the founder and CEO and strategy because you do so many things, Megan, right? Yes, I do a lot of things. <laughs> but uh, so Megan French, who is the founder uh, of Lotus Growth, they're all about demand, revenue, ABM. And, and she came up with this amazing team and four speakers that she's going to have each day. So first of all, Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here, and it's been wonderful to do these interviews. That's good. So what what inspired you to do these interviews? Let's start there. Yeah. So the inspiration really was, we work on a a lot of ABM development for different size companies, and and ABM is really reaching like a critical mass of awareness now. And what I wanted to, to get are, what are some really like tactical and strategic case studies from marketing leaders that are actually running ABM campaigns and programs at different sizes of organizations. And so I wanted, you know, listeners to this podcast to be able to find their kind of B2B company in any one of these interviews, whether or not they're just starting with ABM and maybe have a smaller budget, or if they have an enterprise size company and they're trying to sell an enterprise, what are the the strategies, tactics, vision that they can use to be inspired to really leverage ABM as a strategy? And I also think that sometimes the ABM conversation gets centered around specific technology or specific tools as like sort of an all-in-one solution. But in reality, and what we learn from these interviews is it's it's much more of a cultural shift that needs to happen at an organization to center all your go-to-market teams around an account-based approach. And so that's what we really explored in the conversations. And I love the theme, Megan, because this is so true where ABM is a strategy not a tactic. So who is the first person you're going to interview on this? Yeah. So the first person that I reached out to is Shari Johnson, and she is wonderful. So she's with Winning by Design, which probably a lot of B2B companies know about. They do a lot of sales strategy, but now they're moving into the ABM space. And, and Shari has been a marketing leader at a lot of you know wonderful organizations and is now moving into being a consultant. And what I found really interesting about her perspective, and actually I know this too from just being a consultant, is that you get to see best practices across organizations and get to see like, what are the challenges across organizations and how can I bring my my learnings from successful organizations and apply them to companies that are maybe having challenges right now. So that conversation was just so interesting to sort of see the best practices and how she's implementing them in a, in a systematic way. That's fantastic. So let's go. Hi, 
Hi, Shari. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Again, nice to be here. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit, you've had a quite a storied career as a marketing leader and then also as a consultant and advisor to CMOs. Can you talk a little bit about your background um, and what it is that you do now? Sure. So over the past 15 years or so, I have been in marketing leadership positions at five different B2B SaaS startups and enjoyed scaling the te- scaling teams and was particularly passionate about how to scale marketing teams and, and go-to-market teams in general using an account-based marketing uh, strategy. So really honing in on our addressable market and, and focusing our sales and marketing resources around those, those key accounts and just saw so much value in, in scaling using that approach that I moved that passion to the client side where I, I feel like I'm able to make such a great impact for organizations by taking my, my practitioner experience and evolving it and helping many different size organizations also scale using ABM. Oh, great. Can you talk about what kind of clients and projects that you work with winning by design? Who are your, who's your target market? What are your, some of your favorite projects? And I know you probably, you know, can speak to some of them by name and some not, but it'd be interesting to hear the kind of projects that you're working on now. Sure. Yeah. My clients are everywhere from series B startup all the way to public organizations who are looking to transform their go-to-market with account-based marketing. Most of my clients, one up in Portland, where we're actually coming in and and aligning their entire marketing CSM and marketing sales team around an account-based strategy. So uh, not only the new customer acquisition, but how do we do a growth loop model using an account-based approach to help land and expand and accelerate their revenue, um, even within their, their own existing customer framework. So those are the kinds I, you know, I'm particularly passionate about because I feel like we can make the biggest impact by having a uniform go-to-market strategy across all revenue-generating functions and, and implementing a, uh, a common framework to align all those teams for success. But yeah, I'm also working with some other organizations up um, in Vancouver, Allocadia, where you know I'm helping them accelerate their account-based, what they like to call account-based acquisition strategy mm-hmm. by helping scale the, the programs and plays and account-based prospecting techniques that they use within that organization. Oh, interesting. So building on that, can you talk about what challenges you're seeing with clients around ABM? I feel like you know, everyone knows that they need to be doing ABM now and there, you know, certain organizations are doing it really well and then some are still having challenges. What are some of the biggest challenges that you're seeing? It, it's a good question. And, and bar none, I absolutely think the biggest challenge is aligning marketing and sales. And I think account-based, you know, I, I have actually purposely dropped the name, the M in the word in all mm. of my strategic materials that I that I use and and deliverables because it is really a go to market strategy it is not just a marketing initiative and you really need to have the alignment from the sales and marketing leadership side who both believe this is an approach that you want to do and and you know I think it it's important to make sure that the projects that I see it most successful in is when it comes down from the CEO and he's aligned the executive team around the strategy or she 
to to make sure that all of their executive staff are aligned around this approach. Mm, that's interesting. But to your point, you mentioned tech, and you know, I also do think that is a consideration. I get a lot of questions of of folks thinking that account based marketing is a technology or. Yeah. While I come from a lot of MarTech companies that supported ABM, including Demandbase and Radius, and they certainly can help you scale, I do see a lot of false starts and failures with account-based if you do think that bringing in technology before you have a semblance of strategy can unfortunately cause a lot of heartache in the process. Yeah, I see that a lot too, that there's a lot of, oh, we're just going to sign with vendor X and that's going to solve all of our problems, but there's no strategy underpinning that and it creates problems and it's an inefficient <laughs> way to work. So so can you talk about the strategies that you use for developing a successful ABM program for a client? Like what is the, the first thing that you would do if you came into an organization? Um, and just, I know that's probably a long answer, but sort of broad strokes, how you move into an org and help them develop their and scale their ABM programs? Absolutely. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of details that create a successful ABM strategy from everything from training to organization to excellence and play design. But to boil it down to the three key changes that an organization needs to adapt to and have in place, um, you know, starting with first and foremost, having a successful target account list. So if you're going after the wrong accounts to begin with, your your ABM strategy is, is certainly not going to be successful. So making sure you have a data-driven model around what those key accounts are, how you're operationalizing it across the organization is, is step one. Step two is making sure that there is a change in alignment That usually looks like for my customers, having account teams and changing the structure of the go-to-market organization. So there are teams that are focused on getting those accounts across the line together as a team between SDR, marketing, sales, and sometimes customer success or uh, sales and sales engineering. And and really making sure that those those meetings are happening at least bi-weekly that there is course correction techniques that everyone is really focused on, on how do we partner to get those accounts across the line. And then lastly, changing your KPIs to being account-based. If we're, if we're changing the model, but, but incentivizing people on old KPIs, the behavior is not going to change. Um, and make sure that the, the uh, alignment around success for the key performance indicators are supportive of an ABM strategy, which often is not volume, but more quality over over quantity. What would you say those key KPIs are for an ABM strategy? Sure. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, the ones I most commonly add to my customers' dashboards that really help operationalize those bi-weekly cross-functional meetings that I discussed are are looking at some of the early indicators of account-based success. Often with an account-based model, you're looking at long sales cycles, uh, long lead times. You're really focused on educating and getting more at-bats with those key accounts. So things like how many key persona contacts do we have on each of those accounts? You're never going to get them across the line if we don't have, if we're single-threaded into an account or we don't have the key personas on our in our database to outreach to begin with. Secondly, looking at things like engagement. Are we getting our content in front of them? Are we, are we gaining awareness 
Are we, are we educating the buyer about our solution or technology that we're selling uh, so that that kind of helps attract an early indicator of them um, in the buying journey? And then third, um, are we having conversations with them? Are the SDRs getting, are successful at getting connected and having those early, early conversations to, to look at potentially moving them into opportunity stage shortly? Mm, okay, interesting. So one thing I notice a lot in the MarTech landscape, so there's a lot of case studies that sort of say how to best use the tech and the best practices for specific technology providers. And what I'm curious about is what are some things that you have learned in developing ABM programs that maybe a a single MarTech provider is never going to tell you or a strategy that you need to implement that is sort of vendor agnostic or you know, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the tech, but has to do with the strategy. Yeah. So, you know, I think the, in all my customers' shoes, I, I look at how adding tech as a way to scaling your operations. So for instance, uh, when I was at OpenDNS, I, one of my most successful ABM campaigns to get into the enterprise was a play that involved a pretty heavy lift direct mail piece and orchestrating it across sales, SDR, and marketing, a, a multi-touch play that, that had direct mail as the key value exchange. Well, doing that manually for my team and, and mailing those out and making sure all the touch points and play taps were executed correctly became cumbersome and unscalable. So adding tech to that process and something like a PFL or Sendoso to, to help communicate those triggers, help to make sure the direct mail piece was there on time and in in quality format was a way for us to add more pipeline to our ABM play development that we would not have been able to do with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, an example where where tech helps, but, you know, it it isn't for everybody. And not all organizations is direct mail the right answer or the right channel for your target audience. So really, Looking at it on a case-by-case basis, there's not, in my opinion, a one tech fits all strategy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I agree. It really depends on the client and what the objectives of the program are. And there's a million choices for, for what the tech can actually be. So that's great. All right. So I want to shift a little bit. So I know that you're also a board member for, for Women in Revenue, and I would love to hear a little bit more about that organization and what was the nexus for forming that organization. And kind of, I know it's, it's a relatively new project, but I'd love to hear about success that you've had with the org. Sure. Yeah, this started last August, as I mentioned, I had come off of my last head of marketing position at B2B Startup. I was at Case Text. And knew that I wanted to go on my own, helping organizations in, in, as opposed to being in-house. And I was just really passionate, though, about continuing to elevate women in marketing and sales roles, especially in my case at the executive level, but frankly, at all levels. And definitely missed mentoring my team of amazing ladies who are up-and-coming marketing leaders. And started to circulate this idea of the need for a great networking and education community in our field to some of my amazing top sales and marketing leaders in my network. And I was blown away at the passion that all of these women had for the cause in the same way that I did. And that's really where, where Women in Revenue was born, was my own passion that 
along with my the passion of my friends and my network and and we kicked it off and it's grown to over 400 members wow. in the last couple of months and we had a uh, our first event sold out in 48 hours in January and our our next event is coming up here in April so very exciting wow. that's very exciting yeah and i think it's something that a lot of women marketing leaders are trying to do sort of one to one you know how, or one to few and how to have these mentorship relationships but i i see how an organization can really help scale that leadership initiative across organizations. So that's really amazing that you're doing that work. Well, thank you. It's, yeah. re- it's been really rewarding. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think that's everything I have to, for today. Thank you so much for your time, Shari. Thank you, Megan. Happy to do it. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.